focusing on an emerging generation of kings. All right, let's go real quick to the book of Genesis chapter 49 for a start. Genesis 4 and 9. From verse 9. And I'm going to read in a couple of uh, translations. Judah is a lion's whelp. Let's take it from verse 8 actually. Judah, you are he whom your brothers shall praise. Your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. So, Jason Bonner, please, can you come? <laughs> I should start paying Jason. But don't worry, God pays you. Your hand can be on the neck of your enemy and your enemy still intimidate you. Your hand can be on the neck of your enemy and your enemy still has a voice. Your hand can be on the, an- hand of the, the neck of your enemy and your enemy still devours you. If your hand is loose, if it's slack, if it's slippery, if your grip is not tight, uh, who's coughing on his behalf? (laughs) So for you to choke, that's why the Bible never says you will step upon snakes and scorpions. He said he would do what? You will trample. Trample. So your hand being on the neck of your enemy includes a certain level of force. Since the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent, how do they take it? Look at somebody beside you, say force is an asset when it's a force of faith. Say force is an asset when it's a force of faith. What's a force of faith? Force of the force of faith is the aggressive engagement of revelation. That's a force of faith. The aggressive engagement of revelation. When you have revelation and you aggressively engage it, when you are not slack, when you're not loose, when you are immersed in it, when you are catalyzed by it, when there is the importunity based on what you heard, what you saw, what God said. That is the force of faith. When there's karakarizim. You know karakarizim? Do you know karakarizim? Karakara. When there is the drive around the word. I think that for many of us, we have operated with faith as a fact than faith as a force. So we just believe that because we've memorized the scripture, we're engaging the power of the word. But you can memorize the scripture. You can even write it. You can even put it on your phone as a screensaver. You can even create a frame about it. Right? But it's the intent. 
intensity, the inner drive, the inner energy, the inner energy that then drives you. I believe that's what Rosamond meant when she was speaking and spoke about the roar. That the roar is not just about shouting in public. It's also in the place of your private devotion. You know, if there's anyone who should be suffering from an imposter syndrome, it's not you. And I'll tell you more about that later. It's not you. Because what God did for you was that he changed your identity from within before he began to change your culture from without. It's an inside job. Somebody say, Damilola, you are of the nature of the lion of the tribe of Judah. Say with confidence. Say your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. Say, raise your hand. Say this hand. Shall be on the neck of my enemies. Your father's children shall bow down before you. Judah is a lion's whelp from the prey. My son, you have gone up. He bows down. He lies down as a lion. And as a lion, who shall rouse him? The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet. Between his feet means that something is going to descend from him and be covered by him. And it says, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh comes and to him shall be the obedience of the people. Now let's read that same scripture from the, where should we go first? From... The amplified. Let me take from verse 9. Judah, a lion's cob. Thank you, media. Let's celebrate media. Because media aren't waiting till mid year. I love it. Judah, a lion's cob. With the prey, my son, you have gone up. You have gone how? Where have you gone? I hope. Where have you gone? High up the mountain. He stooped down. He crouched like a lion. And like a lion. Who dares? I don't know who this one is for, but it's going to be so clear you've gone high up. It's going to be so clear. It's going to be so clear that in your prayer, in your capacity, in your worship, in your intensity, in your fire, in your devotion, in your orientation, you have gone high up. That amen is still waiting for uh, some simulation, some engagement. But as many as are already open, or as many as are already ready, if I can use that word, you will see yourself in a new light. See, there's a way Jesus was speaking. That they said, this guy, nobody speaks like this if he's normal. That's why they said it's only demon possessed people that speak like this. Only blasphemous people because they are not being exposed to the spirit of God. 
Paul kept teaching the church that being filled with the Spirit is like intoxication. That when somebody's drunk, there's a way they are talking. Give me 500 billion. Because the rationality of human logic is not containing their desires. Are you understanding this? So it's an anomaly to be full of the spirit and be normal. Look at somebody say the problem is you are too normal. Some of you did not even speak long enough. You just already looked away. Look at the person. See the challenge is that you are too normal. The doctor's diagnosis comes and you're already reacting normally. You're looking at ordinary five million. You are pissing in your pants. Ordinary. Ordinary. Look at your neighbor. Say, oh! Now, when I say ordinary, some of you are like, it's not ordinary. It's ordinary! When I teach you on Sunday about better than gold, Peter says that you were not bought with perishable things like gold and silver. He said you were purchased with the blood of Jesus. That means that if they put gold and your salvation, you are richer without the gold. It's ordinary. The enemy is a master at blowing material things out of proportion. Ordinary. Ordinary boil. You say maybe it's cancer. He said he has gone up. Somebody say I'm going up. Guess what? It doesn't matter if you're coming or not. I'm going to drag you up there. Some of you will literally be dragged. As in pop culture dragging. Some of you have not been dragged long enough. You know, for some people here, there's a measure of insult they need for their next level. There's a, don't you, you get it? Paul said, oh, you foolish Galatians. Have you started in the spirit and you want to end up in the flesh? Look at your neighbor. Say God will drag you. Arise as he went up a mountain. Now look at verse 10. The scepter of royalty. Now for those who might not know what the scepter is. Typically in kingdoms there's a staff of authority. Even till today. There's a staff of authority. And many times the king moves around with the staff of authority and it cannot be mishandled or manhandled. Right? Um, and many times the king can stretch his staff in a certain direction and that staff then um, claims anything that is in that direction or endorses or validates that thing. So, uh, back then in the Old Testament, it was actually made of precious metal. And it's saying that that scepter 
of royalty and rulership shall not depart from Judah. It is Judah that is going to rule. It is Judah that is going to bring forth the purposes of God in the earth. That is the gateway, the channel that God is going to use. So amongst all the galaxies, all the galaxies and all the planets, God chose the earth. Amongst the earth, then God chose a people called Israel. And he chose a land. Amongst people called Israel, he chose Judah. And then from Judah, he chooses houses and families. And you're going to see why this is important. It said, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet until Shiloh, the Messiah, the peaceful one comes. And to him, that's Jesus, shall the obedience of the peoples be. Somebody say, Amen. Let's go real quick to the book of Matthew chapter 1. So we're going to look at quite a number, quite a number for this to be seated in your spirit. Matthew chapter 1 from verse 1. The record of the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah. (laughs) The son descendant of who? The descendant of David. The son of who? Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac. Isaac was the father of Jacob. And Jacob uh, the father of Judah. And his brothers. Are you seeing? So the tribe of Judah. Comes from Abraham. Jesus comes from David. David comes from Judah. Authority comes from Judah. Authority does not come from Benjamin. Saul is from Benjamin. And so Saul is tall. But authority is not going to come from Benjamin. The authority of the believer does not come from the height of his achievements. It comes from the accuracy of his alignment to Judah. To his ancestry. Saul is the first but he's not the chosen. The authority of the believer is not from his speed. The speed of the believer is from his authority. I need somebody's mind. Damn it, you got it right. He said the scepter will not depart from between the feet of Judah. So the authority chain, the lines of command that God has ordained does not matter how gifted somebody else is from Gad or from Zebulun or from Asher the one who dips his feet in oil or even Gad who's like a lion who tears the spoil is going to come from Judah it's going to come from alignment it's going to come from the prophetic ancestry it's not going to be about Saul who's taller than every other person and who gets the oil first no it's going to be from Judah let me proclaim to somebody what is yours will not be given to another you might not be the tallest but you will sit on the throne Oh my word. Who am I prophesying to this morning? You might not be tall like Saul. But you will sit on the throne. Saul was tall. But he was not the Lord's chosen. 
In fact, Saul was even responsible. Don't forget, he was looking for his father's donkeys. The fact that you are searching does not mean you will sit on the throne. How do I know? See, if David was an afterthought, if David was not the original plan, Genesis 49 would not say the authority will come from Judah. And in God's lineage, when he saw Abraham, he saw David and he saw Jesus. Saul was not in the picture. Some people in your lives right now who look like the thin, they are not the thin at all. May the Lord expose and reject every soul in your life. Every soul that is blocking your view of David. Every soul that currently occupies the palace. For some of you, that soul is a career. For some of you, it's a relationship. For some of you, it's an aspiration. For some of you, it might even be a mentor. For some of you, it might be something from your past. May the Lord dethrone and depose every soul that he has rejected. That the David he has prepared might come into the palace concerning your destiny. In the name of Jesus, you will not be held back by the soul who looks like it but is not it. You will find the David. See, Saul was refined and Saul was suave and Saul was charismatic but guess what it was the people's choice it was not God's choice it was not, it was not there he's from the tribe of Benjamin he was from the tribe of Judah sorry not from the tribe of Judah David was from the tribe of Judah And so when God looks at Abraham, he sees David. And when he sees David, he sees Jesus. And I believe it was Empire Series where I taught us. Somebody might need to go and listen to that again. When I showed you 14 generations between Abraham and David. Between David and Jesus. And what Abraham represented. What David represented. And how Jesus was going to be a fullness. The combination of all that Abraham represented. And all that David represented. So Abraham is going to travel across different lands. David is going to give the resources for the palace. Jesus is going to build. He is the builder. He is the house that has been built. He's the fullness of the agenda of God. So Jesus is called the Lamb chapter, we'll come back to Matthew chapter 1. Let's go to Revelation chapter 5 already yesterday, but I want to show you something there today. So the believer needs to realize that my throne is not a function of my height. Listen, you might not be as tall as Saul, but if you are standing on Jesus, you will be tall enough. You will be tall enough. Revelation chapter 5. And we see this now. Verse 2. And I saw a strong angel announcing with a loud voice, Who is worthy? I taught you this yesterday, but you see in Amplified, it tells you what I taught you yesterday. That it was not talking about strength, it was talking about what? Authority. Many of us are trying to open doors with strength that require just authority. Strength is force. Authority is the passcode. You don't open 
your iPad with energy. Kabbalah Saba. Otekavuza. Indabaka. Eruski. Leduza. Indabasha. Ole. Somebody's watching me raw alone. I've told you that the teaching is fuel for prayer. So if I begin to pray in the spirit, you join in. If I don't even have to wait, you don't even have to wait. It's like some people are still cold. Maybe you increase the temperature a little bit to 21 or 22 or something. Some people are still And I saw a strong, somebody says strong. So the angel was strong, but he was not worthy to open the scroll. Because the scroll is not going to open to strength or respond to strength. It responds to authority. Authority does not flow in muscles. It flows in ranks. Ranks are a function of alignment. Alignment. A strong person in the wrong location will struggle. A strong person who's not aligned with authority will struggle. Who is worthy, in bracket, having the authority and virtue to open, virtue, moral character, moral strength, to open the scroll and to break its seal. And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth in Hades, the realm of the dead, was able to open the scroll or look into it. Verse 4, and I began to weep greatly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or look into it. Verse 5, then one of the 24 elders said to me, stop weeping. I say to somebody right here who has been shedding tears in the place of prayer or in the place of worship and the place of expectation, stop weeping. You are about to see what you have struggled to see. You are about to understand what you have either those struggled to understand. You are about to demystify. You are about to decode. You are about to embrace. You are about to embrace the mysteries of godliness. You are about to tap into the mysterion of God. You are about to know exactly what to do, where to go, where to step, how to function, how to operate, what to shift. In the name of Jesus, you will no longer be dumbfounded, confounded, overwhelmed, fatigued, or at the portal and at the door. You will leap over walls. You will run through troops. You will pierce through the barricade, through the obstacle through the membrane you will no longer be a tourist in your promised land you no longer be surveying it from the outside you no longer be an analyst you are now a catalyst you are now a dominion a mandate carrier running with prophetic authority you come into your own you come into your own place arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of God is risen upon you whom will come whom men will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. I see the breath of Ruach 
the Ruach Elohim, Yetoke Likataki Atobe, Intabate Lebote, Eskalatos in Matea. You are now in the season of the explosion. The seals are broken, the scrolls are open, the mysteries are unveiled, the courts are decoded. In the name of Almighty God, in the name of the Meshach, the Yeshua HaMashiach, the very God of very God, the one who dwells in the secret places of thunder, the one who brings lightness out of his storehouses and thunderings from his pantry. He is the God who's holding your hand. Now you roar in the spirit and your voice, the blueprint of your voice will register and unlock the codes in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout, weep no longer. Whenever you are finding tears amongst men, it's often because something is closed to them. Often, not always, often. I began to weep greatly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or look into it. Then one of the 24 elders said, stop weeping. Look closely. What do you see? The one we saw in Genesis 49. And then in Matthew 1, we saw him as what? The son of David or the fruit of David. A son is the fruit of the womb, right? So Matthew 1 is the fruit. But in Revelations, we actually see. Give it to me in NKJV. NKJV gives us the accurate translation here. Da, 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 in Revelations. Revelation that we read. Okay? I think there's a. Having a hap. The one we just read. Verse 5, is it? Verse 5. The what? Matthew 1 says the descendant of David. Revelation says no, David is descending from him. He's the root. David is the offspring. Many people are trying to look for Jesus in David. David is actually in Jesus. Don't run after the throne. Run after the king and he will put you on the throne. By the way, there is a reason David is iconic and David does not get to the throne until he himself fights a lion. Because if you are springing off of the lion of the tribe of Judah, then there must be an occasion for you to show how much of a lion you are. Even your trials are on schedule. Your battles are not random. 
your battles are scheduled. Can be, can be of the land of the tribe of Judah. You see, there's a difference between the Saul anointing and the Davidic anointing. In the, the Saul anointing is an anointing that comes in a flask. When Samuel, you can find it for me in First Samuel, I believe, chapter chapter ten. When Samuel anoints Saul, he anoints him, puts oil in a flask. A flask is a man-made vessel. All right, look at that. Verse 1. Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head. This is Samuel now. And kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed you? Anointed you? Anointed you? Ah, Lord, help me. Somebody say, Lord, I receive understanding. God has anointed you commander. You can command, but it doesn't mean you are serving the fullness of the purpose. Conversely, go to Psalm 89 verse 20. You're going to see something there. Observe the distinctions. We'll go to 1 Samuel 16 later. We'll go to Psalm 89 verse 20. I have found Saul was looking for donkeys. David was looking for God. What did I find? David, my servant. So Saul was a commander. David was a servant. Because the authority to lead comes from the loyalty to serve. Now, don't get it twisted. Saul was not completely a bad person. He was not just an aligned person. Not just aligned. Look at your neighbor. Say, I know you are gifted, but are you aligned? Wait for the answer. Wait for the answer. Someone might tell you, it's none of your business. And by the way, let me tell you something about alignment. How many of you know that you can start out aligned and then become misaligned? That's why if you have a car and you drive, after a while you have to take it for balancing and alignment. When you drive a healthy car, you take your hands off the steering. It still moves straight ahead. In other words, an aligned heart will still keep a straight line without supervision. A misaligned heart. The moment your hands are off the steering, iPhone one, leg back, back. The car will literally start veering off course, just literally. And it's not about the physical body or the engine. It is there is a disconnection between the steering wheel and the wheels. Listen, misalignment means there is a disconnection between God's steering wheel, W I L L. And the wheels of your life. I will, I will, I will not. I will, will. Your wheels. 
your W-I-L-L-S. And he's tearing wheel. And the lighthouse is, anytime you want me. Thank you for the bunch of keys. Janitors. I'm just laying the foundation for this. Psalm 89 verse 20. I found David my anointed. It's in verse 20. With my holy oil I have anointed him. Verse 21. With whom my hand shall be established. God didn't say that about Saul. So the fact that you know how to command does not mean you're establishing the will of God. My hand will be established and my arm shall strengthen him. How? Under authority. Under authority. How do I know that Jason come and Josh come? Josh, thank you so much for blessing us so powerfully. Can you look in that direction? Piotr was like, when she heard your voice, there was a guest minister. And that begins to tell you guys that some of you start getting invitations. Right. Let's look to this right. Yeah. This is David. Sorry. See why I'm pushing a grown man. That's David. Boom. David wants to fight. Wants to fight. Boom. Stretch your hands. And Rosemont made an allusion to this. I told you she spite my notes in the spirit. What people can see happening is David fighting. But God said this guy because he's aligned and because I know that his hand will establish my own purposes. Not his own agenda. So I will give him the full backing of heaven. So that David is throwing a stone but in the spirits Oh, someone missed a good place. In the natural, what they are looking at is a stone. But in the spirit, it's a bomb. People begin to say, what is he even writing? What is he even saying? What is he even sewing? What is he even designing? What is he even wrapping? What are they even preaching? There is about to be an explosion of God grace and God energy. Hekatoya, once we align with what the word of the Lord is, and we're coming to the revelation of alignment with the line of the tribe of Judah, he said, I will establish. I yield my hand to you, O God. I yield my gifts to you, O God. I yield my songs, my books, my ministry, my sons and my daughters, spiritual and natural. I yield them to you, O God. My videos. My ideas, my itinerary ministry, my social media ministry, 
filled up your songs of God, your songs, your designs, your intellectual property, your real estate, your apps, your selling, your clients, your PhD, your LLC, your PLC, yield. Lord, it's for you, not my will, not my will, but yours, oh God. Strengthen the feeble knees, strengthen the weak amongst us, strengthen the tired, the overwhelmed, the stress, the stress, strengthen our God. The lawgiver shall not depart from between the feet until Shiloh comes, until Yeshua HaMashiach. This immersion must be different. It's a gate opening, God fearing, window wrecking immersion. The portal must open up.
when sorry just when you feel like your hand is tired re-examine it am I on God's agenda if I'm on God's agenda I've got God's strength because give us that scripture Psalm 89 verse 20 he said by with whom my hand with whom my hand shall be established so my arm will strengthen him so God I can't move I can what do you do fall back on him please carry him carry him just carry him this is carrying of okay you know Josh has big bones so I'll carry you when it feels like you're wounded and tired and you seem to can call as we call broken and tired even our sigh is a prayer because God is guess what he said with whom my hand shall be established what is that hand the hand okay thank you sir please let's not have healing service we'll have healings amen well, let's have more healers under God. What God did from eternity's past was that he stretched a scepter. That scepter passed through Judah. Passed through the house of Jesus. David must stretch that scepter. You know why? Because a tired hand cannot hold a scepter for long. The hand must not be tired. One of my friends said to me, I can't go into this of the conversation. Everybody here knows the person. But he said to me, he said, you know what? I've looked around. There, there are people who are doing stuff and doing great stuff. He said, but let me tell you, it's so easy to be tired. And he said, we must never be tired. When you are pursuing the work of God, doing the agenda of God, many things will attack you. Including demons that you did not even know were interested in you. They are not interested in you. They are interested in the scepter you are holding. And because, don't forget, spirits are given the privilege of seeing a bit further than humans. Just like we're going to see shortly, lions can see further than human beings. Right? So spirits also can see beyond this. They can see a bit into the future. Come on. Right? So, the devil already knows, ah, Pastor Larry, I already see Pastor Larry in three years. Three years. I already see what God has ordained for him. Maybe three months. Let me weary him now. Let him. Let me wear him out so that when he sits on the throne, he's too tired to think straight. He's too tired to say no to the enticements and the appeasements that will come from the privilege of prominence. He's too frustrated. He's too bitter with heartbreak that when he gets to the throne all the foulness and all the pain and anger that he has gathered through the backstabbing of people from years by now he has the scepter of authority to destroy them this is the reason God will have to put Joseph through that and the Bible says God was with him and even though they did all of that Joseph took the pain on the inside he took the sacrifice one of the things that the kings of Judah must have is the ability to weep for the nonsense of other people To swallow it, take the pain. Because you can't afford to vent like the others who have no thrones. 
Because the throne is an amplifier. So when bitterness sits on the throne, it pollutes the whole kingdom. But the enemy knows. In fact, the enemy so wants David to be bitter and David to be afflicted so that when he sits on the throne, number one, so that he will kill Saul. That he will kill Saul, have his hands blooded, sit on the throne of Saul, and then kill everybody else. But David was not bitter. In fact, when he sat on the throne, when Saul said we were the ones that killed Saul, he was so angry. Say it not in Gath. Let it not be heard in Ashkelon. And he began to weep and wail and release the whole poem. And then he killed the person that claimed to kill Saul. says, don't touch the Lord's anointed. You don't get to God's throne by killing people. You get to God's throne by killing self. Killing flesh. Killing carnality. Pastor Vicky, you get it? Love the look in your eyes. Look of a lioness. Kuga, you get it? Some of the afflictions that you have faced and that you will face is because there is a lion. Kuga. Right? Guess what? Not only did it just do that, okay, let me, you know, because it can kill those who claim to kill Saul for eye service. So I say, ah, oh, that guy was a good guy. After I got to the throne, he said, is there anybody left in the house of Saul that I may show him? God said, this scepter inside this guy's hand can last here. Because he understands I'm the God who does good for my enemies. I'm the God who shows my enemies mercy. That's why the Bible says when we're enemies of God, he brought us near. Alright, Psalm 89 verse 20. We've read that. Give it to me, verse 21. See what, what it says. Psalm 89. With whom my hand shall be established, my arm also shall strengthen him. Verse 22. The enemy shall not outwit him. It's talking about strategic warfare. That the enemy's wit, the enemy's ability craft plans and agenda and all of that will not be greater than David's ability to overcome. Nor the son of wickedness afflict him. Verse 23. I will beat down his foes before his face and plague those who hate him. Verse 24. But my faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him and in my name. Not in his name. Not in David's name. If you carry God's name on your head, generations will carry your name on their heads. You know, David carried God's name into every battle. Understand this key. He said, in my name, what will happen? His horn shall be anointed, exalted. Do you remember when he fought David, David, uh, when David fought Goliath? You remember that? You remember you were there, right? 
in your mind's eye. It said, you come against me with what? Sword and spears. I come against you how? See, David was not just mouthing words. He knew God's promise to him. God's promises in my name, your horn will be exalted. Your horn is your sign of strength and your instrument for battle. So David didn't say, I come in the song because he had songs of the Lord. Jerry, you get it? He didn't say, I come in my giving or my sacrifice. He said, the strength is in the name of the Lord. So when he said, I come in the name of the Lord, spiritually, his horn was exalted. Goliath stood no chance. You know, I told you earlier that Samuel had a flask anointing. David had a horn anointing. So, 1 Samuel chapter 16. All this foundation. Thank you very much. 1 Samuel 16. I hear Esther, 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 Esther. There is an Esther. Oh, there's actually an Esther here. There's an Esther anointing, a palace anointing. An Esther anointing, a palace anointing. I don't know who God has been speaking to about Esther, especially recently. You are about to enter into palaces, enter into gateways by invitation. By invitation, a pool is going to take you in. Like Esther, like Esther. You were not the first option. You were not the first choice, but you were the real choice. You were the chosen one. You were the ordained one. You were the anointed one from eternity's past. Esther, the door is open unto you. Here you come, here you come with Mordecai because you have been aligned, says the Spirit of the Lord. For you have taken the lower seats and now you are about to be given the upper hand. You are about to be given the upper hand. Esther, arise, arise for the days of your purification. And now, these are the days of your purification and your beautification. And I put my oil on you to clean you and to cleanse you from the immorality of years gone by. I, the Lord, have prepared a palace for you.
First Samuel 10. Then he took a flask. First Samuel 16. Feel. Remember we spoke about feeling the bowl yesterday. Fill your hand with oil. Fill your hand with oil. Thank you media. And go. I am sending you. To Jesse. The Bethlehemite. For I have. You don't get to the throne by ambition. They get there by provision. So David is serving. He's not waiting for an armor to kill a lion or a bear. There's a need. He's meeting it. There's tension. He's resolving it. There's crisis solving it. God said, I like this guy. God said, this is my kind of guy. He's my son. He's my son. Send it to Jesus. I've provided myself a king among his sons. Fill your horn with oil. Psalm 92 verse 10. Psalm 92. Verse 10. Ehozi alias. But my horn. David speaking. You have exalted like a wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. Somebody say, I receive fresh oil. Oil was used for many things. It was used for ordination, for consecration, for separation. But oil was also used to bring healing to animals. Well, animals have horns, right? So sometimes the animal injures its head. Maybe it gets caught in the thicket. Or gets caught in a gash or thorns, or gets attacked by another animal or by a tree falling and all of that. And without the proper oil or herbs, the animal begins, or the, the wound begins to fester, and flies and eggs and all those kind of things can begin to breed there. And ultimately, they might affect the brain of the animal, right? And God said, I'm giving you fresh oil that wherever anything has affected your thinking because many times when the enemy attacks you, gives you a blow on your head, there's certain blows that begin to pervert the thinking that you had before. God, I was a virgin. Then somebody raped me. Why? What were you looking at? What? God, as in seriously. God, I gave and gave and gave and gave and gave. The ordinary 100K that was left for me Somebody stole it. There are some people here who have been wounded. Maybe even hurt. Or trying to resolve matters with God. And God says, I got you. I'm pouring oil on you. Pouring fresh oil on you. Your strength is being renewed. Even right now, the oil of God on your life. Bubbling fresh. Bubbling fresh. Neko Vazila Sapratus. Somebody say fresh oil. Alright. Final one. Take me to the verse that says a lion appeared and I killed the lion. 
beer appeared and I killed the beer. And let me give you, in the session of this session, I still have about 30 minutes before noon prayers. So let me see if I can sort of give you three or so out of the eight or so points that we might explore. David said, when a lion and a bear came, I, but David said to Saul, verse 34, 1 Samuel 17, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came, so what is the place, what's the term between the flask and the oil? The flask is man-made. Human beings make flasks. The horn is not man-made. It's God's, God-made. And for you to have a horn, an animal had to die. So the anointing of David was not a plastic anointing. Was not a cosmetic anointing. Was not a synthetic anointing. Was an anointing that came from bloodshed. Was an anointing that came from somebody having to die. So there is the anointing that comes from, oh, I'm, I'm charismatic, oh, I'm intelligent, oh, I'm strong and beautiful. When I stand on the stage, things open up. But there's the anointing that comes from the fact that the Lamb of God was shed, was killed, that blood was shed, that a sacrifice was made. And my life is a continual representation of that sacrifice because Jesus Christ is not only my savior, he's my example. I've taught you before, it's not only the life, it's a way. So it's not just the life I live, it's the way I walk. So the same way he was killed, I die daily. And so the anointing comes from a place of consecration, separation, alignment, and devotion. Tolu, are you getting it? Good to see you. In your, I'm not alone t-shirt. It's good to see you without a t-shirt. Lion on a beer came, or a beer and took a lamb out of the flock. I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I did what? Caught it by its beard and struck and killed it. You are about to catch the things that have been catching things in your life. I love that amen, but I've heard you shout louder. The lion caught a sheep. A believer who's moving just in sheep mode will say maybe that's how the Lord wants it. Because the Bible never says the other sheep ran after the lion to rescue the sheep. Because when a demonic lion-like enemy comes against the sheep, you need a lion-like response. So before God, I am a sheep. But before the devil, I am a lion. Oh, you are not hearing what I'm saying right about now. The Lord is my shepherd. So I am a humble and simple and docile and restful and predictable. And I'm just like this with Jesus. But when it comes to warfare and when it comes to territory and when it comes to pushing the agenda of God in a dark and desperate generation, the sheep attitude won't do it. That blah, blah, blah sheep attitude and the wool won't do it. Oh, you've got to rise. Oh, with desperation and drive, you've got to move to say, I'm a 
liar's liar. I'm a man's man. I'm a prayer's prayer. I'm a warrior's warrior. I am. Are you hearing me, somebody? There needs to be a degree of provocation and alignment in your spirit that triggers something on the inside of you. Somebody look for two people and turn the whole rapatara they say hello lion hello lion don't be docile don't be casual don't be usual stop knocking at the door like a like a sheep he said ask and it shall be given he said seek and you shall find but there comes a there comes a knocking there comes a, a knocking on the door and he'll pull it down somebody shout yeah roar in two minutes shotakosa zukepate roshi saso siso rakatakata ikofizila kata espatozila kondila hata Strike it. Strike it. Catch it. Strike it. Kill it. Catch it. Catch it. Catch it.
culture say you are killing it. You are about to start killing it. You are about to start killing. Districts, are you ready to kill it? Are you ready? Jason, are you ready? Doesn't matter. See, I see you, Mr. Lion. You've gone far into the wild. You are pulling my little lamb with you. I can hear the whine and pain, the piercing shriek of the innocent lamb wailing for help. Guess what? I'm coming after you. And you see, in this lineage, we don't run from lions. We run after lions. Because for the lion to find the lamb interesting, there must be something about that lamb that it must not die. Let me give you three out of the eight or ten characteristics we'll look at. Number one, lions. I need to have a picture in my mind for the picture that God has of me to become the picture of my life. Someone needs to write that down somewhere. I need to have a picture in my mind for the picture that God has of me to become the picture of my life. What it means is prophecy requires a picture. It's difficult for you to live out a prophecy you have not pictured. The reason God is very colorful with prophecy is because he knows how he made the mind of man. He has to color your mind before he colors your life. So when he uses an expression like, I'm taking you to a land flowing with milk and honey, you can't you can really meditate on milk and honey and not begin to salivate after a while. It has a picture. It's like saying chocolates and cake in today's world. That was their honey and their milk, right? So just imagine chocolate cake. Think about it, multi-layered chocolate cake. See the vanilla spread in between each layer, pouring through the sides with some Oreos on top of it, some sprinkles on top of it. Can you see the reaction? So imagine someone telling you about this for one minute, two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, five minutes. Because they were telling them about the land flow of milk and honey for centuries. Do you know after a while your desire will be so strong? You're like, please, where is this thing? This is the reason it look like sometimes you come for a service and God is saying the same thing he said two months ago. The same thing he said two weeks ago. He's trying to get your mouth to water. To a point where you have to alter your disciplines to ensure that you're ready for it. So the very first thing about lions that we must embrace is vision. Lions have tremendous vision. Guess how far they can see? They can see clearly about eight times as far as humans can. Eight times. When the enemy wants to bring depression into your life, he limits your vision. Have you noticed that when you can't see far into the future, you are sad. In fact, suicide is actually the result of blindness. Suicide means I can't see beyond today. So let me end it today. Come on. Vision is a life giver. That's why when you're in a place where there is vision, you just begin to feel energy, 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 energy. Hey. Right? Somebody shout vision. 
every time you come to Kings, there's something about your atmosphere, something tingling, something shifting, or you connect one of your siblings on the call, a prayer call, or you get stopped for two or three minutes. Let me even just ask, is there anyone here who remembers something they said to somebody two days ago, or three days ago, or two weeks ago that I have said at this immersion? The something I've said at this immersion was something you have told somebody here. Raise your hand if it's happened to you. Why? It's a house of vision. And vision speaks. It says, though it tarry, wait for it. It shall speak and not lie. So one of the things about lions is that we have, somebody say, I have vision. I might not be one of the Avengers, but I'm a man of vision. seven people got that. <laughs> Pardon? They have not watched They see about eight times as far as humans can. That means, watch this, whilst everybody is dulling and acting slow, God is giving you certain instructions about the future and you're saying, God, I'm not ready. God is saying you are more ready than you think. Please, don't downgrade your vision because of the dullness of the sights of those around you. There have been a few things in my life, not many, many, not many, but a few things in my life, I've told my wife some of them, if not all, where I was like, I saw this thing years ago, but because I didn't feel people were ready for it, I stopped doing it. See, if God has given you an instruction, it does not matter who understands it or not. Who gets it or not. If you're in alignment with spiritual authority and the authority of the house and the key persons, oftentimes just two or three people in your life, maybe your parents or a mentor or a pastor, and you have the endorsement, baby girl, you better put, put on your spike shoes and get running with the vision because you have the lion capacity and they can see 200 meters, but you can see two kilometers. then you stopped and two years after you stopped it became a thing you started and you stopped then six months after you stopped somebody was like oh I just give this person XYZ XYZ opportunity and all but like I used to do it those oh I didn't know because you stopped somebody shout I see look at your neighbor say don't just see how far see far and if you're from Elorin, see far. And guess what? You have more than a sefa. Even if your name is not Kephas. It allows them to spot and focus in on a rabbit or other animal at a distance of about two miles. Two miles is about 3.3.4 or so kilometers for perspective that's like from here to almost Ojota or something like that if you were to stand at Maryland Junction and look all the way to uh, almost get into the K2 area after the Ojota Bridge a lion can see a rabbit by the mercy and grace of God you begin to spot opportunities 
far in the distance far in the distance because you are of the lion identity oh lebosia you will no longer be an nfa you will now be a king in nft nfa is no future ambition NFT is non-fungible token. I told you to study it some months ago. I'm proclaiming the name of Jesus. You have capacity. Even Moses, we can say that he was already in NFT because he was the first person to open sea. Somebody say, I see. This is how you do. You know, many times when you've worked on something, if you're working on a computer or something, after a while, your vision will be like, bye, bye, bye. Start seeing things in double. And now, no thanks to TikTok and Instagram, they have all those apps and filters where you are one, but you are seven. (laughs) You can use them creatively. But, you know, sometimes that's how life is. You can't even see what is what. You don't even remember what God told you. Go back to your ophthalmologist. Your eye doctor. And let him clean your eyes. That's why Paul said. Guys you're lions. So I beseech you. Beseech me for what? He said you should present your bodies. Living sacrifice and all. But one of his most popular prayers, they don't have to do with your body. He said, I'm praying, never cease out of your faith, in love for all the saints. Do not cease. I don't, this particular prayer point, I'm not stopping it. Because no matter what you've seen, there's more to see. So I'll keep praying. I'll keep praying that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Do you know Jesus? Somebody shout, Jesus is the lion. What did Jesus see? He endured the cross and despised the shame for the joy that was what? He could see far. What was the joy set before him? It was not just the ascension to the rise of the father. It was also that he saw Rosemond. He saw Innocent. He saw T. George. He saw Deutor. He saw Israel. He said, no, 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 no. Because of these six, I'll endure the cross. Oh, you didn't hear what I just said. Uh, it's not because of Ogo. I'll endure the cross. See, endurance is also based on what you see beyond the pain. Vision increases your threshold for pain. A lot of people that give up easily, their vision is not strong enough. That's the truth. A lot of people that give up, especially when you sense it's a God thing. You sense. Of course, sometimes you give up. Once you discover it's not the will of God, give up on it. The moments you discover, give up on it. Right? Or you you might sense a change in the timing or a change in the season. And poof. Vision. Somebody say, I have vision. So you can see this thing three kilometers away. Kilo me, kilo me, kilo, kilo what? I see far. Somebody say, my name is Damilola Tembo. I'm a child of God. I'm of the tribe of Judah. 
There is a lion in my tribe. I have his identity. I see far. I see beyond the pain. I see beyond the shame. I see beyond the struggle. I see beyond the disappointment. I see beyond the stress. I see beyond the failure. I see beyond the loss. I see beyond the lack. I see the glory. I see the power. I see the joy. I see the enlargement. I see the capacity of God. In the name of Jesus, somebody rejoice based on what God is showing you. I see. I see. While we as human beings can see a candle flame at that distance, a small animal camouflaged in its surroundings will be hidden from us. But the lion can see something that is even camouflaged. He has the ability not only to see far, but to see well. Because there was one man, the Bible says he could see men as trees after he got one touch from God. But then, uh, I see men as trees and so he needed a second touch. So he could see men as men and trees as trees. If you see men as trees, you will cut down men because you think they are trees. And there are many people who have cut down men and married trees. That's why it keeps beating. It's a tree. Because they couldn't see well. They said there's something about him. See, whenever someone says there's something about him, I ask, what is it? So I, can't, I can't really resist. He's my temptation. I can't resist him. Fire burn that temptation. Receive the ability to distinguish between wife and knife. Between husband and horse that comes in a band. Between husband and bandits. He can see clearly. He can see clearly and see distinctly. So whenever you feel like, oh, you know what? I can't see clearly. Go into your prayer room. Don't think about the issue. Focus on God. The Bible says a consuming fire. He can consume the impurities in your vision. Thank you Lord that I see clearly. I understand what to do. There's the knowledge of which inventions. I'm able to make projections into the future. I know how this will affect my children. Therefore I operate with judgment and justice because the scepter will not depart from Judah. I stretch for the scepter of authority in the realm of the spirit. I'm in perfect alignment. You begin to make those declarations. Look at your neighbor. Say, as you see me, so I get vision. I get vision. Not only can they see at a great distance, guess what? They can see in the dark. Media, we have to show a short documentary sometime later today. They can see in the dark. <laughs> wow. The ability to see in the dark. Why? You are seen in the light of God. He illuminates you. I believe it's Psalm 32. Look for it if it's not Psalm 32. He says, you will enlighten my darkness. 
you will enlighten my darkness. Get it for me. There's a place in the book of Job, Job as well that says when the lamp of God shined upon my head. In other words, yeah, Psalm 18, 28, for you will light my lamp. The Lord, my God will enlighten my darkness. So I don't have to be afraid. See my life. You remember the song? I'm not afraid of the darkness anymore. I'm no longer scared of addictions anymore. If not, so I sing them. Singing at speed of times 0.65. You will light my lamp. Says God will enlighten my darkness. There will be times where it looks like you're in darkness, but you are never in darkness. Somebody say, I see clearly. Can we celebrate Zizi? It's good to see Zizi again today. She was with us on Sunday, and here you are. Come on, can you love on the woman of God? They see in the dark. Lion's eyes, they are an incredible tool. So look at this. The eyes of the lion are a tool. Vision is a tool. Vision is a tool that unifies. Vision unifies. When a life is very random, they've not discovered vision. That's why. Vision is purpose in pictures. Because through vision, you can peep. Oh, y'all missed that one. Through vision, you can peep and you can have your candlesticks in the right place. So you can stop loss and take profit no matter the trade window. If you don't understand, you say, uh, I'm still a lion. Shout, I'm still a lion. Vision is a tool. It unifies. Your rate of randomness is directly proportional to your lack of vision. Do you know that the lion's eyes are in front of his eyes? Of his head, rather. Eyes on eyes, like in Shacherubim. In front. So a lion cannot see this way except he turns. He's got the fixed focus, the gaze, the lion Jesus for the joy that was set before him. Isaiah said, I've set my face as a flint. David said, I've set the Lord, Psalm 16, continually before me because it's at my right hand, I will not be moved. I judge randomness in your life. I judge scatteredness in your life. I judge every kind of splintered soul. Your soul will not be splintered. You come into aggregation. You come into centrality. You come into alignment. You come into focus. You come into strength. You come into singularity of divine assignment. 
Your body is in Lagos. Your heart is in Canada. Your mind is in UK. Your leg is in Arabia. Your perfume is from Norway. Your girlfriend is in Germany. Your fantasy is in South Africa. You want to go to Cape Town, but you've lost your cape in the spirit. Somebody shout, I have vision. Shout, I don't have an illusion. I have vision. I'm not a slave to apparitions. I have vision. I'm not subdued by distractions. I have vision. Say, I have vision. Call the name of your vision. I have a vision for kings. We're going to reach one billion people. I have a vision for the Oluwatoimbo family. An iconic legacy of love and a model household. Teaching and training you by raising sons and daughters of royalty. I have vision for dream stream. Lives are changed and transformed. I have vision. Why is it important for you to write vision down? God says write your vision, make it plain. That he who does what? Sees it. So watch this. Vision is not only a tool for singularity. It's also a tool for speed. The person who sees it runs. So even if that person is you, every time you read it again, ah, you're like, I can't sleep till 1 a.m. now. I'm not saying no sleep. Are you following? Vision is the antidote to division. If you feel like you're scattered, revisit God's vision for your life. What did God tell you at 16, at 18? How did I confirm it last year? How did PLT confirm in your private session with her? How did your team lead confirm it when it says you pray? And the verse that came to your heart was the verse God gave you when you were 21 or 23. Vision. See, God said that thing and said, it's going to be Abraham, it's going to be David, it's going to be Jesus, it's going to be Dami, call your name. So God is not like, eh, let's even see who's available and then see the kind of vision that we can give them that they can run with. No. There is a vision. That is set. And God is looking for people who are teachable, flexible enough to be molded as vessels. It's okay to travel. It's okay to go to Germany, Canada, France. It's okay. But you don't have to be in the United States to be in a United States. To be united. You're singular. You're running. You see, it's difficult for you to run when your legs are moving from side to side. You can, you can. <laughs> Anybody seen clear already? It's also a tool to rally support. I've taught you before, but for those who might have forgotten since we're doing monasteries, let me just say it again. People give more to vision than they give to need. People give more to vision than they give to need. When you approach people on the premise of need, you might get something. When you approach on the premise of vision, if they are able to see the vision and they have resources, you will get a whole lot more. 
Because vision speaks about life. That's why whenever you're in a conversation and somebody is speaking about something that's do with your vision, do you feel alive or not? Think about the people that you are most inspired by. There is something about them and vision. Vision. I pray in the name of Jesus. Wherever your vision may have been blurred, wherever your vision may have been lost, wherever your vision may have been subdued, wherever your vision may have been hijacked, the Lord himself restores you in the name of Jesus. You are now able to see clearer, faster, better than ever before in the name of Jesus. Lions have terrific night vision. They are more aware of their environment. I'm trying to eliminate certain things. Uh, technical or too difficult. Somebody say, I see clearly. See, I know what to do. I know where to go. I know where to go. Guess what? Lions sleep with their eyes open. With their eyes open. That's a word, right? In other words, even when you're resting, let your vision be open. Some of you, every time you take a break, your vision goes on breakdown. I just want to prophesy over certain people around this area. I see that the Lord wants to elevate certain people in this area, particularly in the area of vision. This is an instruction to some of you in this place. There are different crafts and different activities, but I see the Lord moving people to the million dollar level. Sounds like, oh, why did I sit here today? Don't worry. God's got you. A million dollar level. And this is the instruction. Take your vision seriously. Write it down. Articulate it. And make sure, don't forget where we started from. By, it said by David, my hand will be established. So this is not self. This is not ambition. This is not, that's why I took the pains to do all of that. This is God, what is on your heart for this sector, for this industry, for this space? What is on your heart? What do you want to do? What do you want the world to know? What do you want the world to see through my life? Somebody shout, I have vision. Let me read a few more things. I'll move to the next point. Much like the crocodile's eyes, a lion's eyes serve as an exceptional piece of equipment. So, they have large bodies and all of that. But apart from that, they have impressive eyesight. And this gives them an advantage for their predominantly nocturnal hunting. So they hunt at night. And there are several reasons that that is the case. I don't want to get into the jargon about rods and cones and all whatnot. One of the things about the eyes of the lion is that the eyes of the lion, not the eye of the tiger, Kate Perry Perry, The eyes of a lion glow at night. I thought maybe like media would give us like sub points and all of that. Just put vision on the screen. 
Maybe they want us to use our vision to, to see the other. So their eyes glow when they are looking at you. There is a shine and a shimmer in their eyes. They have reflective layers of cells behind their retina, which actually act as a mirror. And the rod and cone cells absorb light entering the eye. Those things reflect the light which passes through the retina and the photoreceptor cells. In other words, what happens then is that they are able to define images, but also to reflect images. So a real land does not just have vision, they project it. Ladies, please don't marry anybody whose only vision is your beauty. They are likely to make you ugly. Are you feeling what I'm saying? And men have a vision. But when you begin to share your vision with that girl, make sure at some point there's a glint in her eyes. There must be a twinkle in her eyes. Let there be, are you hearing what I'm saying right now? Let there be a reflection. When PLT and I were becoming friends and I was just mentoring her in the things of God. That's why I'm my pastor today, so. I'm your pastor, but I'm not your past. Or when I'll speak to her, she'll be taking notes and be responding. The way she responds, are you following that? Are you following that? Some of the men, you don't even have any vision to share in the first place. They're talking about lollipop and ice cream. Look at the man beside you. Say elevate, elevate, elevate. See this man amongst women. <laughs> come back here. How come there's only one man in this whole place? Men, tell your brothers they need to be. Where, where are the men in the house? Look at a man beside around you. Tell the person elevate, elevate, elevate. Tell the men, give us vision, give us vision. There will be a glint in her eyes. And many things were shared have come to pass. And the other things were sharing. And some other things I'm still going to share. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The lion has vision, but also reflects vision. It projects vision. It broadcasts vision. There must be something about you that gets people into a high level of discipline, high level of devotion, high level of separation. There must be something about your life that they find instructive. And constructive. Don't end with admiration. Move to activation. Have you eaten? By the way, food is good for the body. But sometimes vision is food for the soul. Begins to activate you. Vision. We're a house of vision. This is the reason we want to reach 1 billion people. And we're not random 1 billion, 1 billion. No, we want to raise 1,000. Who will raise 1,000? Who will reach 1,000? I proclaim for as many as are aligned. The capacity of 1,000 people. Be deployed in you. Be released for you. Operate with you. In the name of Jesus. Can you pray about our vision for about 2 minutes? Can you pray? Can you pray? 
Vem socorro na batalha para os apalha. Nobody will leave here confused about what should I be doing in my life. Yes, you can attend the seminar. But let seminars bring clarity. Let God give you the original picture, the original vision. Some of you, you got what it's hard on. God healed the right road. Something went wrong. So in your course here, you can take course. Prophet took course here for months. anything. I judge every form of blindness in the name of Jesus. See. 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 Moses said, see, I have set before you. See, I have set before you. Life and death. Joshua 6 says, see, I have given you the city, its kings, its armies, and its people. See. God says to Jeremiah, what do you see? I see clearly. I see myself in God. I see myself on a global level. I see doors opening for me. I see the kings all over the world. I see kings in Japan, in Korea, in China. I see us in places that we have not stepped into. I see missionary prophets, missionary business people, missionary leaders, missionary voices rising out of the pews. If you need more prayer points, look at the screen. I see end times, Father. I see at night. I see far, I see well, I see right. My eyes are shining. 
Even when I'm asleep, I will not sleep on my vision. I will go on holidays, I will take vacation, I will rest, but I will never be careless. I see fire, see the light of God. Shining, I see you shining. 
thank God for power in my bank. Revelation 1. I see you shining. Shining like the sea. You might as well call us galaxy. Because we're a combination of stars. That's why I love galaxy chocolate. Galaxy TV. I see you shining.
know what you have to do. No, no turning back, back, no turning back. My heart is set on what you have to do. We roll, we roll. My heart is set on what you have to do. No turning back, no turning back, no turning back. My heart is set on what you have to do. humanity because they tried to kill him he wouldn't die there's a dimension where it's just impossible for you to die before you finish your assignment by divine ordination John was going to give us the revelation of Jesus Christ in this dimension but I believe there was a certain level of concentration and focus and attention that he needed to be able to capture all of these things in this much detail Have you ever wondered how he was able to capture all of this? Because sometimes God is going to separate you because the distraction of your daily life is too much. 
that what he wants to tell you for your generation or generations and nations, you can't even capture them. So he takes him, while the enemy thought he was getting rid of John, he was actually getting John in place. They thought they were carrying off, they thought they were throwing John away, but they were ushering him to the place God had for him. Everything the devil has tried to use against you is still going to work for your good. And we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. So the reason I was thrown on the island of Patmos was for the, because of the word of God and testimony of Jesus Christ. Church history says that it was actually thrown in boiling, boiling oil, hot oil, and he did not fry. He did not cook. Look at your neighbor and say, you can't cook this. If I look at that person, say, I know that I might look like a lie. Tell the person. Tell the person, I might look too good to be true. But you can't cook this up. Verse 10, I was in the spirit, capital S, so it's speaking about the consciousness of the glory of God. On the Lord's day, and I heard behind me in a loud voice. So in other words, you are spiritual, you're a spirit being, but you are not always in the spirit. Sometimes you're in the flesh. You're aware of that? In other words, your, your frequency, you're vibrating on a canal frequency. So you are acting based on impulse, based on appetites, fleshly appetites, based on, you, you've been there many times, right? How many of you feel more connected to God in this service or in these gatherings? The Holy Spirit has not improved his quality. You have increased your concentration. You have increased your sensitivity. You have increased your devotion. I am the Alpha. Okay, I, in the Spirit of the Lord say, and I heard behind me a loud voice as of a... That's where that declaration is for, is for, from. The voice of God is my heart, like a loud in my heart, like a loud trumpet. Saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. And what you see, write in a book. In other words, whenever you see voices in the Bible, look closely. You're about to see vision. Vision and voices go together. They're eternal ordinances. That's why most people don't watch television any longer, right? But you still watch visuals. Social media. Netflix is video. They come with audio voices. So now you have podcasts. So the technology may change, but the provisions do not change. Voices. Vision. Together. What do you see right in the book? In other words, when God is speaking, expect to see something. Don't take notes as a secretary. Take notes as a spiritual being. The notes from immersion are not minutes of the meeting. They're actually for meetings of your minutes. Your minutes are about a meeting. Make sense. Kairos. 
write and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Then I turned to see what? Do you see? Can anybody, can you see a voice? We can see a voice by faith. The Bible says that when man fell, the voice of the Lord was walking in the garden. So voices can walk. Sometimes discouragement in your life was because of a voice that you allowed to walk on your mind. In other words, voices can travel. Voices can go far. And we're going to look at the roar or something later. Somebody say, we roar. We roar. I turn aside to look at the voice. And what do we see there? And having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the son of man. How was he clothed? Clothed with a garment down to the feet and girded about the chest with a golden band. His head and hair were what? White like wool. This is the manifestation of Jesus. This is the appearance of Jesus. White as wool. And as white as snow. Many people cannot relate. Look at somebody say you will travel, you will travel. And for some point, they're be like, and white as S now. And guess what? This is where we're going. And his eyes were like a flame of fire. Look at your neighbor. Say, lion eyes, lion eyes. Shiny eyes, shiny eyes. I see you shining, shining like, like what? The eyes of my leader, they carry fire. He looks like a contradiction, but it's complete. Because one thing you are comparing a part of him to snow. Next thing you're talking about fire. So the fact that I look like snow does not mean I'm cold like it. Oh, y'all not hearing what I'm saying? So that guy is cool. He looks cool. Come close enough. You feel the fire. Wherever people have taken you for granted, circumstances have tried to humiliate you just because you look like snow. You're about to change it for them. Talking to you anyhow. Is it not beside? She's just a just a fine girl. All she can do is smile and all of that. They're about to feel some fire. They're about to feel some fire. Jonah, Jonah, are you ready to manifest another level of fire? I know you have some fire, but anything around that is trying to make you feel cold or complacent or subdued and overwhelmed, you are about to roar in the spirit. You are about to stir up some energy of God, some divine life, some divine streams of glory about to pour through your life. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? 
we say your eyes are shiny eyes. You see lions they have shiny eyes. Jesus has shiny eyes. <laughs> I remember when Kamin was younger. And you go to wake him up. And you turn on the lights in the room. Be like it's too shiny. It's too shiny. God is about to turn on lights brighter than you've ever seen in your life. You know when you've been in darkness for a long time and they turn on the light, it looks like it's too shiny. What happens after a while, you begin to get used to it. It's called accommodation. The reason you think certain things are too big is that your accommodation is still being worked on. Ah, some of you think like a hundred millionaire is a lot of money. Well, God is about to expand your accommodation. Some of you feel like healing, healing the sick and raising the dead are complete, completely impossible. Well, God is about to expand your accommodation. Some of you think that 500 souls saved is too much of a number. Well, some of you are going to get onto, on certain platforms, on social media, on television, on radio. Somebody's going to be invited to be a guest on a podcast. You are about to get into a place where the light of God on the inside of you will begin to shine brighter. Do you know that sometimes, sometimes fire needs a bigger room to burn. God is about to bring you into some bigger rooms and bigger spaces and bigger environments and cause you to burn. Everybody throw up your hands and shout, Lord, I'm ready. Pray in the spirit for two minutes. Verse 15, his feet were like fine brass, 
as if refined in a furnace and his voice as the sound does that sound like a roar the sound of many waters does that sound like a roar absolutely many waters it's like a roar he had in his right hand seven stars and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword and his countenance I see you shining I see you shining for your light has come I see you shining don't sing it like a dirge I see you shining like a sun. I see you shining. I see you shining. For your light has come. For your light has come. I see you shining. I see you shining. Shining. Shining like a sun. I see you shining. I see you shining. For your light. For your light has come. read it together verse 16 verse 16 let's read together he had in his right hand seven stars out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword and his countenance was like the sun shining let me just help somebody here it's not the bible that is sharp like a double-edged sword it's not the Bible. Because the Bible contains the word of God, the word of men, the word of angels and demons. Are you hearing? The words. What is sharper than a double-edged sword is what? The word that proceeds if God says to Fidel come here that word come here is sharper than double edged sword this is the reason part of what fits your boldness is what God said to you as you meditated that's what cuts through that's what you call rema or the revealed word that is what it's, see it's not John 3.16 that is sharper than double edged sword this is the reason a demon possessed person can quote and it's not burning their mouth. You know the people that do jazz and they use Bible and other religious books. Are you aware of that? So it's not the Bible, it's the revelation. Are you getting this now? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds. Who was speaking? Jesus. Did Jesus have the Bible? have a Bible? No. But he had the word. He is the word. So in these teachings, writing down, God said to me, I heard God. Now the rule is, he's never going to violate what he said. Never going to violate that. What is written rather. But just reading what is 
written may not give you a double-edged sword effect. Somebody say, Jesus, I'm listening. Say, Jesus, I am listening. I can't hear every voice, every voice. Shining like the sun. And what was the effect in verse 17? What was the effect in verse 17? And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. Because his glory and his beauty was so overwhelming. So overwhelming. The same thing happened to Ezekiel when he saw the vision of the glory of God by the river Keva. The Bible says that he fell on his face as if there was no life in him. But when God spoke, it said the spirit entered into me and set me upon my feet. There is a level we're going to get into even in this immersion where some of you are going to just see the glory of God in an amazing, astounding, outstanding way. It's literally going to take your breath away and put new breath in you. Do not be afraid. I'm the first and the last. I'm he who leaves. The point I wanted to share with you there was the shining like the sun. Somebody say, I will shine like the sun. And my lights will not go out because it is not powered by PHCN. Somebody give God praise for that. Let me give you one more vision. Isaiah Savina Marcus Salabadis. Isaiah 30 and verse 26. Because I'm like, oh, but I've been I've been shining, I've been shining, I've been shining. Alright. Levels. Isaiah 30, verse 26. I see you shining. I see you shining Shining like a sun Let's read verse 26 together Moreover, the light of the moon Can you read it? Will be as the light of the sun And the light of the sun Will be sevenfold As the light of seven days In the day that the Lord binds up the bruise of his people and heals the stroke of their wounds. So, in the new Jerusalem, the light of God, you think the sun is bright. That's because that's what you have accommodation for. You know, have you seen all those movies where they are trying to augment soldiers and they begin to tamper with their bodies? You've seen that? Like Captain America here. Or like, uh, is this Shubs, Hobbs and Shaw? Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw, Wolverine, right? When they begin to just alter your body, your glorified body is going to be an altered body. It's going to be a, a supernatural body. It's going to have capacity beyond what you have. Somebody say, I have vision. All of that on the vision. Let me give you number two. And this one, you're going to need it. You're going to need it. Go and need it. Number two, what is it about lions? They have, oh, you know what? I'm sorry about that. Let me just read something to you from Amos 3, 
before we go to number two. Go to Amos 3. Amos 3 from verse 6. Seven, or let's take it from verse three. Actually, let me show you something. Can two walk together unless they are agreed? So, can you walk with Jesus except you agree with Him that you are like Him? Can you express his lion dimension if all you want to stay in is a lamb experience? You know, <laughs> there's something called lamb chops, right? So they can chop lamb. If our God said to them, Exodus 12, burn it, eat it with spices and herbs and all. Have you heard about lion chops? Because the lion is not chopped. It's the lion that is doing the chopping. Look at somebody. Say you start chopping the things that have been chopping you. Not the wrong kind of chop, you know. to walk together. Look at somebody beside you and say, I don't need your lamb mode this weekend. I don't need your lamb mode. I want your lion mode this weekend. Can't walk together unless they are agreed. Verse 4, look at that. Will a lion, what? Roar in the forest when he has no prey. That means the legitimacy of your roaring is in the authenticity of your catch. Somebody will catch something this weekend that will give your raw authenticity. It will give it weight. It will give you character. It will give it value. You will not be noisy. You will not be loud and empty. Your loudness will have something to back it up. Will a young lion cry out of his den if he has caught nothing? That means that when the young lion catches something. You know, are you here? Are you typing lion things on your phone? Lion. Look at somebody. Say, don't lie on. Because you are a lion. The devil thinks you're a cat, but you're a catalyst. Go to verse 7. Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secrets to his servants. The What gave David such confidence that Goliath was going to die was that God had revealed it to him. Because he painted the vision, remember? The lions have vision and they paint the vision. They project the vision, right? So Goliath saw his death before it happened. The 
pray and I prophesy over to you people and prophesy to your lives that no matter how long it takes, you will still shine. Are you hearing this mercy? You will still shine. Your life cannot be dimmed. Your light will not be shot. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Somebody shout, I'm shining like the sun. Shout aloud and say, I'm shining like the sun. Say, thank God for LG skin. That is popping like the sun, like the sun. My skin might not be popping like that. But my soul is popping. My mind is popping. My life is popping. My vision is popping. I am shining like the sun. Give God praise for that. A teenager look at a Goliath, a giant, arguably between nine feet. Some even even say like twelve feet. But as this guy was like nine feet, huge, heavy, harvest, cut off his head. I don't know what happened to his body, but guess what? David took the head as the proof. You know, if it was the boy, it says this plastic body. But even till today, identity is connected to your head, right? Your passport has what? Your face. Pupil recognition. Your face. So even though Goliath had pupils, David turned him into a pupil. Took the head as the sign. Some of you so find your life you haven't seen enough heads. You haven't gotten any head as proof of the line on the inside of you. But after this immersion, you'll be looking for giants to kill. And when you find them, you will not run away from the giants. You take it on. Somebody say catch. Say catch. Say catch. Catch. Say strike. Say kill. Catch. Strike. Kill. Catch. Strike. Kill. Catch. Strike. Kill. Catch. Catch. Strike. Kill. The lion. Not human beings. Before they think we're raising terrorists. You know how this generation can be. They just go and cut out. <laughs> they don't just move out. Fast rising, iconic, multi gifted, super creative, popularly known for his white paper, has finally revealed the code behind the red marker. Huh? I've given the. <laughs> That's why sometimes you say some things so that you let them know you know how they think. Some things you say so people can know that you know. <laughs> so you cannot share about me. You think you're bad? I'm better. Even though my name is not Bada. And I don't live in Badagri. But I'm bad. I agree. Oh. 
Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants. So, Minister Ochi and PLT, please come help me. Please, come, come and help me now. Um, many of us, and I know that the Lord is helping us in this area. So, this is, can you be here? Yeah. Yes, you can face over there, right? Many of us, we are waiting for what the Lord wants to do. God, you're not doing anything in my life. God, you're not doing anything. God, God, are you on pension in my life? God, are you a pensioner in my life? Let me just know now. Just tell me. So I'll go and queue. Is it N-I-N? Or N-I-L? Well, see, God says, this is where I roll in your life. Can you turn around? This is where I roll in your life. I don't roll with deeds first. I roll with secrets first. I don't do anything without encodings in a secret. This is important. Many of us want the deeds of God, but we have not explored the secrets of the Lord. And the word says, the secrets of the Lord are with them that fear him. So where do the secrets of the Lord take place? The secrets of the Lord take place in the secret place. So he that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide. So secret place time is the place to secrete the secrets. I secrete the secrets in the secret place. God secretes that's S-E-C-R-E-T-E secretes the secrets in secret. How many of you met ever had a friend and you told that friend ah this thing I'm going through please don't tell anybody don't tell anybody oh this thing I'm going through next you refresh their whatsapp stories now wow what some people in this life are going through please pray for people oh can you imagine someone is going through xyz you will leave it some of you were even too angry to bring it up with the person. But some of you, after a few tears or whatever, it's like, ah, what happened to you? Say, I didn't tell anybody now. He said, I didn't put your name. God says, there are certain things I tell you that people ought not to know yet. Your life is supposed to be the announcement of that secret. are you here? In other words, that secret is supposed to be fleshed out much like a baby is a revelation of the secret rendezvous between the father and the mother. So, when Kameen was born, when my wife brought forth Kameen, she didn't have to come to King and say, ah, Peter, I'm so nice. <laughs> The brain and other tongues. The baby was the result of fellowship. By fellowship, we're praising the Lord always. Praising the. 
Only that we were not dancing to that particular song. There were other things. But the baby is the fleshed out version of that revelation. Are you here? So when God calls you to secret places, calls you to time of fellowship and all of that, what's it doing? Vision, 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 vision. What I want to do in the earth. What I want to do in the medical sector. What I want to do to rehabilitated prostitutes. What I want to do to a digital ministry. What I want to do in the metaverse. How evangelism is going to be in 20 years. How ministry is going to be in 10 years. The Lord wants to pour all of those secrets. Wow. This is an egg. Can you use it for an example? It's not sob. You won't catch it. How can I be so serious and so playful? Is the what? <laughs> but that's an alignment. I'm not a tire. <laughs> but I'm in the will of God. <laughs> oh, it's good to see you smile. The first time I'm noticing it today. But don't stop. Keep it going. Come on. That's it. I love it. Yes, yeah, sir. Come on. Let's celebrate God for the... Yeah, is it weird? Am I being weird? Just different. <laughs> All right. Maybe I'll change my name to Peculiar. Because I can give you Peck. All right. So when God. <laughs> Good, good stuff. She's my wife for a bag. Online viewers and friends. We can someone just get on YouTube and go like, ah, the Ephon tree. Even if you're from Ephon, Alai, you shouldn't have such Ephon tree. <laughs> the what? So this is the point. Intimacy. Intimate. 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 In. Stay in the spirit. Stay in the spirit. So as a pastor, I'm trying hard. Intimate. Not how to show. Intimate. So you see, everybody God used massively in the Bible, they always wanted to escape into a secret place. A cave, a private place, a solid place. And we don't know the length, we don't know the duration. We know that almost everybody had extended prayers like we're having this weekend. But typically every day, every other day, take out some time and just swoosh, just breathe. Because what is happening is the burdens of the Lord have been released. Are, are you seeing that now? And it's vision. God wants to do things in the earth. God wants to fix nations. Why broken nations break people. 
God wants to restore families. And there's no problem on earth that God doesn't have a solution for in heaven. So who will ascend the holy hill of God? Who will buy into the mind of God? Who will turn the upper room until the loose cravis copotoya is translated into start a business and dedicate 30% to the less privileged? You understand? Interpretation of tongues is not, the interpretation of tongues is not always a theological context. Interpretation of tongues is the usable information that came out of intense fellowship. What God is saying, the counsel of the Lord. So for example, David killing Goliath, I know that David knew Goliath was going to die. Because the Lord does nothing without showing it to who? His servants, the who? Prophets. Was David a prophet or not? He prophesied more about the Messiah than any other prophet in the Bible. The book of Psalms is rife with Messianic Psalms. So he was a prophet. But we saw in Psalm 89 verse 20, I have found my servant. If you are a servant, forget about using, don't let me say using, forget about trying to get stuck as whether am I an apostolic servant, a prophetic servant, a tutorial servant, a pastoral servant, an evangelistic servant, a two-fold servant, a three-court servant, a four-fold servant, a five-fold servant. Don't be stuck on titles and appellations, but stuck on service. can use you in a season as an apostle or in an apostolic dimension even though you will have an office for those who are called, not every believer is called into the fivefold every believer is called, not every believer is called into the fivefold right? if you're called into the fivefold, typically there's a central office but you hear the stories of people who have transited or moved or expanded or received more as they grew, are you following that? so David was known as king but he was servant was psalmist, he was poet, he was administrator, was leader, was conqueror, was giant killer, it was all of that. But at the heart of it was what? Service. So what does the servant do? The servant stewards the secrets of the Lord. The steward I taught you two weeks ago is the person who takes the stool forward. Now a good steward is not going to take okra or okra as some people call it. Okra and uh, tatase and Ewuro bitter leaf and take it in that raw state and serve it. Imagine you go to your friend's house and let me use somebody here. You go to Duta's house. Like, how do you take him to you? And you say, oh, you know, she has a nice smile. So you give him a nice smile. Oh, great, great, great. We like to eat something. She asks you, we like to eat something. Say, yes, ah, you're so hospitable. Don't conclude too quickly. That's the smile. Mm. Then she goes, she brings fresh pepper, onion, ewuru, and all of that. Puts it on a plate and serves it to you. Enjoy your meal. That's how you look in the spirit when God has just said something to you and has become your next social media post. It's not done the work in you. The secret of the Lord must do the work 
in you before it does the work through you. And so vision is not ambition. Ambition is you saw somebody of comparable talent or skill on social media doing something. Like I'm into, I can do much. I'm into, I'm a good writer. Now I'm not saying no more provoked or inspired, but it's provoked on good works, it's true. But when you now shift all of your resources and focus and you try to then turn that benchmark or that trigger into a goal or a target, then you have not been dealt with by God. Somebody say, my eyes are clear. Thank you very much. Let's celebrate PLT. Mean Orch. Mean Orch. All right. Maybe we should start calling ministers Marxists. <laughs> Mini Maxi. But God wants to be a minister of the gospel so that you don't get to maximize the attention around yourself. <laughs> Number two, many people need this one right now. All of that is on vision. Has somebody shifted in their minds? Number two, lions have incredible strength. Strength, strength, strength. Second Samuel chapter one, verse two and three. Second Samuel chapter one, verse two and three. I spent some more time on vision because almost no other thing about the lion will benefit you sustainably if you don't get vision right. So if you are strong in the wrong direction, use. Number two, lines of strength. Saul and Jonathan were beloved and pleasant in their lives. And in their death, they were not divided. In other words, when they say pleasant, that means that they were cool. They were guys. They were G's. Okay? And in their death, because Saul was not a very pleasant person for the most part of the story that we read. But we're saying that together. And in their death, they were not divided. So they died together. They were swifter than eagles. They were, who was speaking? David. So Saul was not a weakling. Jonathan was not a weakling. But they were just not in alignment. I was seeing that now. So strength outside of alignment can still lead to casualty. But the point we really want to extrapolate here is strength. So when David is going to speak about lions or about Saul and Jonathan, he said they were stronger than lions. So lions are strong because you can't say stronger than lions if lions are not strong. And who would know how strong lions are if not David? Because the guy has fought one before. In fact, some parts of the story makes it look as though he killed more than one lion. Because he said whenever or when the lion and the bear would come. So it looked like, <laughs> ah, this one, you've come again, finish you. But here's the deal. Lions have amazing strength. Even young lions can, can be quite intimidating. Let's go to Judges chapter 14. Judges 14, there's a story there. Neko Vazila. How we doing? 
Genesis, Judges 14. From verse 5, for time's sake. From verse 4. But his father and mother, talking about Samson, the judge of Israel. But his father and mother did not know that it was of the Lord. So he was about to get a t- go to Timna and get himself a wife. And his father and mother were like, why are you going to the Philistine region to go and get a wife? They didn't know that was of the Lord. In other words, even some of the things that you're doing that may look like mistakes may have divine purpose behind them. I'm not saying go and make mistakes that are intentional and be like, it doesn't matter. God can use anything, including my... <laughs> but they did not know it was of the Lord. Why? Because the Lord was seeking an occasion to move against the Philistines. For at that time, the Philistines had dominion over Israel. Where are Darien and Bukola? Where are they? They're in the spirit. Why? All right. Someone should send me a message. Where's Darian? Uh, send me, you guys should send me messages. All right. Um, they didn't know because at that time the Philistines had dominion. I mean, yeah, dominion over Israel. So verse 5. So Samson went down to Timnah with his father and mother and came to the vineyards of Timnah. Now to his surprise, a young lion, a young lion came doing what? Against him. Verse 6. We'll look at this later. Somebody shall lion mode activated. What happened in verse 6? And the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And Samson tore the lion apart. You are going to tear some lions apart. Tore the lion apart as one would tear a a small goat, a baby goat. He said as easily as though, as though he had nothing in his hand. But he did not tell his father or his mother. I didn't need a note, just technology like, yeah. But he did not tell his father or his mother what he had done. Sounds like pastor just threw shade. I'm sorry I threw shade, but can't keep you cool when you're under. Shit. He didn't tell his father or his mother what he had done. Dawn, what is that lion roaring against you? What is that thing that stops you in your track? Lions are strong, but the spirit is stronger. Lions are strong, but believers are stronger. Lions are strong, but Deuter is stronger. Ulusha is stronger. Esther is stronger. Bukalakitala is stronger. Where's Bukalai do? Where's she? Stronger. Kuga is stronger. Lois is stronger. Perfecta is stronger. Lulu, shout your name. Shout I'm stronger. I love the energy from the back, but can you make it louder? Shout Damilola is stronger. Shout it louder. Shout I'm stronger. Shout it louder. Shout I'm stronger. Come back to this later. Just a reference. So lions are strong. 
the Spirit of God is stronger. Now, typically, watch this now, typically, lions are about two and a half times the size of humans, about two and a half times, and they can jump about three times as high as humans. So comparatively, a lion is about 7.5 times stronger than a human being because don't forget mass and velocity. Greater mass, greater velocity. So the momentum of a lion is about 7.5 times. The momentum of a lion is about 7.5 times that of a man. What does that mean? Some of you are about to have massive momentum in your lives. I'm not saying these things to psych you or to get you in the mood to pray. I'm showing you what the status is in the spirit. So that when we're praying, when we're raw, you can activate this with tremendous energy and tremendous capacity. Somebody here. This begins to let you know that David killing Goliath. Give us Psalm one, Psalm First uh, Samuel, Samuel, and verse seventeen, chapter seventeen again. That when David killed the lion, it was not just one like one small. Okay, like, let's let's try to just see what happened. No, this lion must have been prowling. You've seen those movies where they'll now put the camera in such a way that you can see the lion. You can see the lion like this. And then you can see the hunter or the person looking so small. But David said, by my God, I have run through a troop. He said, I used to keep my father's sheep. When the lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, what did I do? He said, I went out after it. I struck it. And I delivered the lamb from its mouth. Everything that the enemy has taken in its mouth, every opportunity, every open door, every gateway, every platform, every resource, every blessing, every amount of money, every job, every good thing in your life that the enemy has already prayed on or pounced on. You are going after it. You are going. You are going after it. You are going. You are going after it. You are going to catch it. You are going to seize it. You are going to bring it back. You are going to strike its mouth in the name of Jesus. Here comes David running as fast as he could. Maybe a piece of stone pierced his foot, but he didn't stop running. Maybe he stumbled on a shrub, but he didn't stop running. Maybe he tripped over a branch, but he didn't stop running. Maybe some nettles and thorns got stuck in his groin, but he didn't stop running. He had a target. He had a focus. He had a goal in mind. Look at your neighbor. Say, don't stop now. Don't stop. Don't stop now. You have the strength of a lion. You have the capacity of a warrior. You have the trigger of a triumphant winner. You have the breath of God. You have the life of God in your lungs and your loins. He kept on running and he caught that lion with a shaggy mane and the shaggy beard. He pulled it and brought it down and wrestled it. Some things that have been fleeing from you. You are about to wrestle them. You are about to wrestle them. You are about to bring them down. You are about to lock them down. You are about to wrestle. Somebody goes, I Yaakov is here. I don't have the energy. Don't forget what God said concerning David. He said, my arm 
will strengthen you. I lakoya. So the lion's neck is thicker than your whole body, but it's smaller, oh yaka, than the finger of God. So the lion can jump three times higher, while your God is the most high. And if the most high is on the inside of you, the lion can out jump you, can outstrip you. He said the enemies of David will not outwit him, but I will beat his foes before him. Can I get a trembling warrior? Can I get somebody to open up their mouth and, and begin to say, I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. David, you are strong. When it looks like Let every feeble knee be strengthened. Let every 
to raise let every weary mind oh find comfort and establishment in the truth of your eternal presence your abiding love your overflowing joy and your boundless mercy lord let it be of a truth concerning the specific areas of our lives where we need supernatural ability that we will not be naked and empty and vile but lord we are strengthened with might in the name of jesus Son, I saw him shining with the strength of the sun. In Jesus' name we've prayed. I just want us to activate the strength of God. Some of you, the Lord gave you certain instructions and instead of doing it, but you got tired. For example, you're looking for an opportunity. Your master's uh, pay raise, pay increase, changing your industry. And it requires you going over and over and over again. It requires you submitting your CV over and over again. You submitted your CV six times or seven times. You're already tired. Well, because of the toughness of the terrain in which you're in, there's a level of strength that is required. Don't forget what the Bible says. It said that where wisdom is lacking, then much strength is required, right? It's saying if the axe head is dull, if the axe head is dull, much strength is required. Now because the axe head of your nation is dull, for things to get done, much strength, are you getting that? That's why you tell an artisan or somebody who's doing, providing the service, you have to almost cool them on how the service should be done. Sometimes because you live in that kind of environment, that degree of push required is stronger. However, God did not make a mistake by planting you in Nigeria. There's a level of strength that must be demonstrated in tough terrains. Let me give you some examples. As tough as Nigeria is, right? Nigeria is still one of the few countries where individuals have demonstrated spiritual stature and stamina to the point where the work they've built have grown into cities. So as tough as Nigeria is, there's a place called Canaan land. Are you following that? That's the spirit of might at work. Do you get this now? In America, do you have Canaan land? Do you have a Canaan land? Tell me, do you have a Canaan land? Some ministries have acres of land, but it's not a city. I'm trying to show you something. Is the same principle of where sin abounds. What happens? Grace abounds much more. So where toughness abounds. What abounds much more? Strength and might. Because God is not wicked. So there's a level of might that your assignment requires. A level of strength that your assignment requires. So when that's why David said, when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher. Because God sometimes, they'll say in Yoruba, what's that, that expression of Ogbomimo or something like that? Now, this thing requires water drinking. Ishekbomimu, is that it? What means, Father? Ishekbomimu. Now, this level of work requires drinking water, dropping cup. Right? And all of us have, we have a, a unique assignment as a house. Our assignment is very clear. We want to raise kings. 
who are kings, kingdom influencers and nations, generation. You know, everybody uses the word influencers now. Influencers, in fact, people are using the word kingdom influencers now. But when we started, I didn't know that to be a buzzword. So we're a pace setting ministry. That's a corporate assignment. What that means is one to raise a kingdom influencer in every nation, in every generation, every system. So in every age of every system of every generation, there will be a kingdom influencer. I can hear cats. Where are the lions? Where are the lions? But see, when God calls you to a house and the house is an assignment, it's because there's a connection between that assignment and your personal assignment. In fact, when you marry into a house as well, God will not factor your marriage outside of your mission. The Bible says it's not an author of confusion. So, in as much as we need corporate strength, you also need personal strength. So, we're going to pray. Lord, I stir up the spirit of might. I'm strengthened with might in the inner man. I don't just want this to be makeshift. I posted something white people some days ago. I said, God's grace is not a screensaver. It's a lifesaver. So it's not the type that when you double click, it disappears. It's not a wallpaper, it's a wall builder. So you're going to proclaim that. And after we pray for two or three minutes, I'll share another passage. And maybe give it a third point before we go into some worship and stuff. Are we ready for more? Are we ready? I wanted to really pray. Some of you have caught a glimpse of your future. You've seen those pictures. They may look like they are dreams. But remember when what you now have once looked like a dream. And don't forget at that time you didn't even know how much you know now. That means that now that you know more, God has more raw material in your psyche and in your mind to work with. Some of you are now living in a part of town that will look like a dream to your parents. Some of you are earning an amount of money that is more than what your dad or your mother ever earned at any time. I want us to stir up. There is more in God. There is more in God. I, I strongly believe that one of the assignments in this house is that individuals and corporately we're going to build cities. We're going to build settlements. And God has already given me a lot of pictures. We're going to build cities. So we need strength. We're not here for jokes, y'all. We're not. We're not. I want us to stir up strength. It's okay for you to start praying your lower octaves first. And build capacity so you don't hurt your voice. And get into the street. But make sure you're praying. What are you praying? You're building strength in the spirit.
Whatever God has shown you, say, Lord, I can't do this by my own. Not by power, not by strength, but by the Spirit of the Lord. That's what happened with Samson. The word says the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. I've taught you before that for us in the New Testament, the Spirit is not coming from the outside, but is rising from the inside. He comes up on you. He comes up on you. Let there be the bubbling and the stirring of the brooks of grace on the inside of you. The river of life from deep within. Zokamania Sobala takes us. That line from glory all around says, God, I know you'll never leave. Your spirit burns within. He burns within. He burns within. Paul said to Timothy, do not despise the gift of God. He said, fan into flame. In other words, even though you have the fire, sometimes the suit of life, the call of life, the ashes of life can come upon it. So you've got to fan it into flames. Timothy, fan it into flames. Fan, fan, fan it. You might not like ice cream, but you need to like fan. You might not love the airport, but you need to like fan. Fan it. This is fan fire, not fan eyes. Fan fire, fan the fire. So di gato zi gaza beta kovelandos enakosa vriga batos palakateke ezuja di kadakia sovrene ketozi espalata. Lord, how can I do this work by myself? Lord, how can I raise one thousand? Who will raise one thousand? Who will raise one thousand? How can I do it in my limited knowledge? How can I do it with the limited experience I have? I have never built this before. I have never run this before. Lekonia siva dam. I have never explored this realm before. But Lord, you know all things to you, to you. My praise is due and my hands are lifted. I engage your help. I rely totally on you. Oh yes, Lord, I've not reached a billion people before. I need your help. I engage the provisions of your spirit, the provisions of grace, the provisions of your divine nature, the provisions of your life. Lord, how can we get kings on the island? How can we get kings in Abuja, in Portakot, in Wari? How do we get kings in Oslo, in Helsinki, how do we get kings in London and Birmingham? How? Without your strength, without your power, it will not be possible. But God, by your grace and by your help, we can get to Hawaii, we can get to Shanghai, we can get oh God, to the hinterlands, we can get.
strengthen the inner man. Strengthen the secret place. Strengthen the private place. Strength, strength, strength. Some of you have been waiting on the Lord on behalf of your family. We're going to get some time for intercession. On behalf of your family, on behalf of brothers and sisters, and you feel overwhelmed. Say, Lord, the strength to tarry. Do you know what it meant for the disciples to be in the upper room for 50 days? Some people say for the two days, for the two, for the nine, depend on your philosophy and theology as to when the count started. But everybody agrees it was at least 40 to 42 days. They were in the upper room. They tarried. They tarried. Stamina. Strength. Stamina. Strength. Capacity. till 2025 but it's not too early to pray for strength that thing God showed you may not kick off until another five years but it's not too early to pray for strength that thing that you're incubating may not manifest for another year but pray for strength strength in the name of Jesus we are strengthened for the assignment we are strengthened for the mandate we are strengthened to lead kings to raise kings pray for strength concerning your master life for those who are running the spiritual growth trainings and programs Lord I've gotten through book one help me with book two I've gotten through book two help me with book three I've gotten through book three help me with book four help me with missionary map it's only one month gone but it's already seemed so tested Lord help me let me not fall away by the sidelines let me not be buried under the pile of expectations but let me always rise when the lion roars, let me roar louder. When the wicked comes, let righteousness speak from within me. When failure knocks on the door, let the success by your spirit become the roaring radiance of the light and the brilliance that sub subjugates and subdues wicked spirits in the name of Jesus. New team leads pray for strength not only to maintain what your successor has done if you have a successor but to build on it, to increase it to work hard on it, to stretch it to engage more people pray if you're an assistant the wisdom to align, to support the wisdom to galvanize Pray if you are a team member, you will not be a frustrant to your leaders, but you will be a catalyst of growth, of expansion. 
pray as a house. We move from 300 to 400 to 5 to 800 to 1,000. That means more work. That means more work. Push the barriers. It means more work, which means we need more strength. Nehemiah said the work is a lot and the strength of the builders is decayed. But can you pray? Our strength will not be decayed. We will not be abated. We will not reduce our potency. I, I know. I know it. When we started in year one, the first December will be like they are so happy. They are young people. That's why. Year two. Hey, let's see. Let's see. Oh, year three. Uh, don't worry. Pastor Dem will soon get tired. Uh, year four. Going on year five. Father, you have kept us this years. Uh, our hands are lifted to you. We will not be tired. We will not be weary. We will not be overwhelmed. We will not be subdued by the pressure of life, by the demands of ministry, by the seeming overwhelm of responsibility. We will grow bigger, stronger. We will grow deeper in joy, higher in fellowship, broader in sensitivity. In the name of Almighty God, we are fortified, we are reinforced, we are ginger. If you are a mother, please pray, mothers. Oh yes, children can be a lot. A lot to handle, a lot to feed, a lot to dress, a lot to clothe, a lot to pamper, to take care of. But pray, mothers, because when you are mothering your children, you are also mothering your husband. Can you ask the Lord, you will not be overwhelmed through school runs, through traffic times. You will not be overwhelmed with homework and assignment. If you are a father, can you pray? The bandwidth, the capacity to handle the broad range of emotions that your wife will go through in a day, in a week, in a month, in a year. Can you pray for the grace to be a visionary as a father, but also strong as a leader, to be able to see far into the future, yet strong enough to handle the demands of the now. Your marriage will not break under your watch. You will not be a failure on the home front. You will succeed in ministry, in business, but also at home and in your marriage. Your course is enlarged. Your girth is stretched. Your capacity is increased in the name of Almighty God. Pray concerning your prayer breath and your prayer unction. You have stamina and staying power. Whatever burdens you've been carrying that you ought not to carry, pray for the strength to throw it off. Do you know that sometimes you also need strength to stop doing some things, to stop carrying some burdens, to stop talking to some people, the strength to make wise decisions, firm and strong decisions, conclusive decisions, decisive decisions in the name of Jesus. journey. Strength, strength in the name of Jesus. I want us to 
getting some intercession if you're a mother come to the front very quickly i want us as many of you as can just stretch your hands in this direction i would have said we should come forward but i'm mindful of your phones and bags and devices and i've not told mothers come forward it's okay if you can kneel and make an altar here mothers i want us to pray there's something the lord is stirring up concerning mothers i want us to labor in prayer if you are a married woman join if you are married and you are a mother join I want us to labor in intercession. What is the labor? Strength. And one of the major reasons is the Bible says your seed will speak to the enemy at the gates. So children are weapons in the spirit. So children are arrows in the hands of a mighty man. That's what they are. They are arrows. Can, can you move a little this way? Yeah, you can, you can come forward. They are arrows in the hands of a mighty man. We're going to pray for the mothers amongst us. They are the incubators. They are the carriers. You're going to pray for them. They will not be tired. They will not drop the ball. They will not shut their responsibilities. You know how God carries said, I will carry you even to gray hairs. So motherhood does not stop when the children leave the house. We were watching something yesterday, PLT and I, and then we saw that a mother just said, I'm going somewhere. They said, it's going to take four hours to get there. He said, I'm still going. Guess what? Four hours together, she gets there and sees that they are hanging this boy or they have hung this boy and they got there at the nick of time. So motherhood also has to do with sensitivity. You might not know why, but you're like, I need to see my son and see my daughter. The same thing for fatherhood as well. But there's just a nod to pray for mothers. Can we pray for them strength? Strength, strength, strength. Some of our poorest decisions happen when we are tired. Some of our dumbest decisions when we're overwhelmed. When we're not thinking clear, not thinking straight. But can we pray today? Mothers, please kneel, except there is a reason or a discomfort that will stop you from kneeling. And if you are here in front, pour out your heart to the Lord. If there is any issue you've already picked up in your spirit concerning your children, this is the time to sort it out. There is grace right now. If there's any condition of any kind, whether it's de developmental, whether it's mental, whether it's emotional, anything you don't like, anger problems, temper problems, a gene issue, a deformity somewhere, there is grace there is grace right now Over the Kibidi Bidio Tia Baragadabatus, 
We join our faith with every mother in the house. For those who want more children, receive them. For those who want the children to grow stronger, more vibrant, grow in that grace in the name of Jesus. We will not be careless mothers. The choices that we would make to influence their education, their career path, their orientation, their, their sexual purity will make the right decisions to instill the right disciplines, to install the right programs in the name of Jesus.
Father. We proclaim that your hands will be upon the neck of the enemy. They will not be at the beck and call of the sullen nature of the first Adam. But they will rise to the standards of righteousness in the last Adam. We proclaim peace upon Israel. We proclaim strength from Zion. When there is danger, they will not come close to them. When they are straight bullets and arrows and harpoons, they will not register in their space. For the Lord is my glory and the lifter of my head. We proclaim concerning our children that their voices are loud in the culture. That their vision is clear. That their strength is compounded. Academically, they are sound. Emotionally, they are sound. Mentally, they are sound. Our boys will not become girls. Our girls will not become boys. In the name of Jesus, we pray for our children that their eyes are fixed on Yeshua HaMashiach. That the oil of Zion flows from their belly. The rivers of glory will gush forth. We pray for daring in the name of Jesus. He will rise to be a man of God. He will rise to be a voice and a vessel. He will not carry on the limitations of genetic factors and complications. In the name of Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, the King of Zion, we raise our voices unto you, Almighty God, that the angels will continually tabernacle around our children. Angels all around me, morning, noon, and evening, and favored I know. Our children are favored in the land of the living. They are favored in school, at work, at home. God, you choose your friends for them. You choose your friends. You hide them. You conceal them. You cover them. You cover their heads in battle. You surround them, oh God, and preserve them. They will not be victims of pedophiles, abusers, rapists, users, manipulators, abusers. In the name of Jesus, we proclaim our children are marked. They are marked. They are marked. They are marked. They are marked. We pray for Ekoliataba. Osiama's children. We pray. Whether they are physically present or absent, we pray they are covered. Okelebatemata. They are preserved in the name of Jesus. Your husbands, they are preserved. We proclaim that Francis is preserved. Michael is preserved. That Rehoboth is preserved. Rehoboth, the Lord will make room. The Lord has made room. Our children, they have room. They have room. They have room. Everywhere they go, space is made. That's the land of Judah. When they said there was no room in the inn, but there was space made in the manger. Our children will never be stranded. They will never be outside. They will never be outside. For outside are the dogs. They will always be inside. They will have a place amongst the nobles, amongst the great. Job says that the Lord exalts the righteous. His eyes are always upon the righteous. They sit him with thrones amongst the princes. This is the inheritance of the children of the Lord. We proclaim 
name concerning I am equal we proclaim concerning Nekokome you are preserved you are raised academically the rise to the top financially they will never beg or borrow the lender nations they will manifest and materialize the prophecies of the word our children are loaded with wisdom loaded with resources loaded with energy and capacity we will in the spirit and we travail in the Holy Ghost concerning our sons and our daughters that they do well they are sound they have the fear of the Lord in the name of Jesus Run to the front. 
man or woman, if at some point the enemy has tried to convince you that you will not have a child, that you will not carry a baby, either based on something with fact or just like a feeling or a threat or a fear or something at some point that became strong, not just careless, became strong and there's something about to come real quick. Make an altar right here because you're kneeling with mothers. Oh, Nika Dobile, you won't carry a baby. I know there are some men as well. Oh, Vina Kamia Tospelin Kovina Kadwali, Ekomi Atazekebala, you will carry your own child. PCOS will not stop you. An impacted womb will not stop you. The seeds of the past will not stop you. The limitations of your genealogy will not stop you. The patterns of the bloodline will not stop you. I will carry my baby. I will raise my lion. I will raise my cob. I will raise my wealth. I will nurture my children until they can move from Jehovah. I will raise them in the spirit. I will raise them in the word. I will bring my child. Get with labor. Get with raw. We break barrenness. It has no room in this house. Legitimate or not. Fact-based or not. Historical or not. Antecedent-based or not. Past orientation or or not past scenes or not be raw the sambita apakitu ikataka asubile uvinakatwa iskalatuli irikata apligata ashukatiga apetiketo ragatata asigulu tilibatilida imbola tobrigibaliataka robotete ketekete lobrita gatali bozande lopeleta bali tolobote rokika Oh, 
like fire comes what I feel the manifestation of the Messiah the messianic order I know what you feel Shilo has now come to us Shilo has now come don't waste your Shilo moment make Shilo and then the fruit come and take their faith For those who already have their children, remember every promise I gave you when you were praying. Their dreams and the visions I gave you and begin to pray. Begin to ask faith. Begin to ask faith. God said to me, your sons and daughters are going to come on level of wisdom. He said to me, they'll bring forth sounds and songs. He said to me, they'll be leaders and rulers. Begin to activate every word, every word, every word. Oh, 
yes I open up many pulpits for you even in the social circles and the marketplaces for many amongst you will sit on panels and you will sit as judges and you will sit as lawgivers and you will sit as voices that will command attention not just because of the loudness but because of the wisdom I am the Lord who brings you out of waters and out of that which should have drowned you yet I will clean you up from the pressure of the past and I will change your clothes and put upon your head a new crown of distinction that sets you apart I am the God who cannot lie and that which I have declared will come to pass Niamana, Esanayano, Caniabado, Sivariado, Eshaniada Dabadi, Cado, Siada Dabada, Evrutina, Nayete de Gevado, Siamanana, Evaniana, Nacabadiado, Soka, Ezevado, Shiada da Secabada, Ebratu Sakiana Mana, Econoke, Tenkatu, Kategama, Isiato, Caniamana, Ekanon, Tiadosa, Ifrashikano, Siadada, Emana Kayi, Siana, Suapa, Evriado, Siakada, and I saw the eyes of that lion coming out of darkness with a glint in its eyes and the Lord said you will see it will come to pass it will come to pass it will come to pass and he dropped a scripture in my mind that is seemingly unrelated 2nd King 7 then Elisha said hear the word of the Lord Thus said the Lord. And as I was reading that scripture, I heard a voice in my spirit saying, Which of the Lords? Ezikabado, Fadikabadada, Ebadia Zosha. We do not come with emotions. We do not come just with tears. But we unite as a house with authority. And we say that we come in the name of the Lord. The one who was worthy to open up the scrolls. The one who was worthy to descend and then ascend. The one who was worthy to tear the veil in two. The one who was worthy to shed his blood. That we might have access to him. The God who is worthy to be called the captain of our salvation. The Lord who is called Yeshua Mashiach. The Lord who is our Savior. Who is our Kingsman Redeemer. Who is our help from ages past. The Lord God Almighty. The Lord of hosts. The Lord mighty in battle. We come in the name of the Lord. We come in the name of the Lord. We come in the name of the Lord. And we decree and declare that every word spoken is established in the name of Jesus. And it will come to pass that we will carry our babies in the name of Jesus. Not as I stand as a mother in this house. Never having any fertility issues. I decree and declare that there will be no fertility issue for any daughter, any mother in this house in the mighty name of Jesus. If anything, I have to be careful not to have more babies. So I decree and declare that the amount of babies you want to have, you will have in the name of Jesus. Because the word of God says that none shall be barren in the land. I decree and declare that you are a fruitful vine. You are a 
righteous. Amen. I decree multiple births, single births, triple births in the mighty name of Jesus. I decree and declare. I speak to every ailment, every disease, every condition. I decree and declare because the body of Christ was broken for us. I decree and declare that you walk in your wholeness. You walk in your wholeness. You walk in your wholeness. We believe the report of the Lord. I decree and declare that even if the symptoms are still there, you you, you breath for the fruitfulness of Christ in the name of Jesus. Even if the symptoms of the negative report are still there, you birth for the, 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 the fruits of Christ in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare that you are a walking and a talking miracle. I decree and declare that you are a walking and a talking miracle. I decree and declare that you are an enigma. I decree and declare that you are a phenomenon in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare that your situation might be undescribable, but all glory will be ascribed to your father in the mighty name of Jesus. I decree and declare for this house every word that has been spoken concerning us in prophecy. I decree and declare that they are coming to pass. They are coming to pass. Not one word will fall to the ground void in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare every picture that has been painted in the heart of God's man servant in this house is coming to actualization in the mighty name of Jesus. Egabadusa in the mighty name of Jesus. The scripture goes on to say tomorrow about this time a measure of fine flour is sell for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel. Then the captain on whose hand the king laid answered the man. If the Lord should make the windows in heaven could this thing be? Could this thing be? Could this thing be? I decree and declare that everything that has been spoken by our father concerning us as a house will be in the name of Jesus. Every word spoken about your father concerning you will be in the name of Jesus. I don't care anything that tries to stand against it. Who is he that can stand against the Lord's elect when the Lord has not commanded it? I decree and declare that you be. I decree and declare that you be. I decree and declare that you be. I decree and declare that kings be in the mighty name of Jesus. Our eyes will see it. Our hands will touch it. Our feet will walk in it. Our hands will clap in it. Our voices will shout in it. Our money will be spent in it. Our children will dance in it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody give God praise in the house. Is that the highest? Is that the best you can do? Is that the best? Is that the best you can do?
you how I feel <laughs> We are talking about a God who moves mountains God that has made a way Thank you Jesus I was already moment the song You move mountains When Pastor Gidami came here And he was declaring the prophecy And saying that God has moved mountains He has parted the Red Sea He has done all that It just goes to show That our God is intentional about us We are not the same again People of God
honor you, God. Taluta, be real. Taluta, be real. There's no one like you, oh God. Very big 
and I want to see what's going to be in agreement. Money, Osalito Omega Duro.
in the place. Thank you, Jesus. Let's one second. It's turning things around. Intercity is changing.
praises the Lord. That's what we come to do. That's the definition of all we've been doing since yesterday. To know He is worthy, that He is faithful. The Bible says, He that cometh to God must come believing that He is. That He's the one. He's the He is. Oh God, He's the rewarder. So then the sent came diligently. And so we know that you are God. And that's why we worship, oh God. Yes, we worship. hand moving they can only see him doing things but there is somebody behind who is the lifter of our head it says I have a very big God he is always a very big God situations that I feel what's really going to happen like what's what's next but when I remember that I have a very big God I know that everything is sorted see I have a very big God he is always by my side that is why when we rise we rise on his head you cannot clap like this Woo! let's celebrate God 
that you will never leave us he will never forsake us if that's a revelation that you find comfort in just clap those hands i know you've been shouting the lord but clap those hands and glorify him he's always here always here always here is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.